Welcome back to Ready Comics Roll. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. I'm the immortal canceled fist, Anthony. Sweet canceling Christmas, I'm John. Heroes for Fired, I'm Mike. You know what, Anthony, I have to know. Tell me your feelings. What are you going through? Feed the spite. Tell me how <laughs> canceling of Iron Fist and Luke Cage, your babies. How are you dealing, my friend? <laughs> Everything I love turns to ash. <laughs> I can't, ah. so like this is this is really topical, and I, I know we we've kind of done some stuff like this before, but this is this is so recent. This is so now. It's too soon. Like the wounds are still fresh. Well, Poke I'm the trying, wounds. I'm, Poke I'm, the wounds. Yeah, I'm trying to salt it as best as I can. Ooh. So we've only had the news for the cancellation of Iron Fist within what the past like week we, and a half. Yeah. Yeah, not even a week and a half. Yeah, so like, last like, week, it just it seems so far gone now. Uh, <laughs> get it? Then, far gone? Yeah. Fuck you! <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> and and literally, Luke Cage with where we're recording, it the news dropped like last night. Yeah, yeah, it did. So, like <sighs> everything that everything was working for is kind of gone now. And you look at how Luke Cage ended with season two, like everyone obviously assumed, hey, when are we going to get, you know, season three? When and, are we going to get Heroes for Hire? Right. When are we going to get that? And now you see where we're at. So... <laughs> well, and, and this this kind of falls hand in hand and goes with the fact that you have to realize that it wasn't Disney that canceled these shows. It was Netflix. And it's primarily due to just the bad reviews that the shows have gotten with the last two seasons. Uh, I don't know if that's really the case. See, there it seems like there are greater forces at play. And everything a lot currently of people are making is... the assumption that because Mar- or because Disney is starting their own streaming service that that's going to impact these shows. But Netflix owns the rights to do the shows probably for another four years. Because that's how these deals work. It's usually in in large bundled cycles. We'll, we'll we'll talk theories in a minute, but I I kind of want to go into what Anthony was talking about because there is something connected to whether a theory aside or not that 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 one Netflix is obviously clearing room for other shows. Yeah, they, they may only want so many Marvel shows on tag for their series at at any one given time. And then number two, yes, it coincides with Disney saying, hey, listen, DC is doing a streaming service. We'll put out a Marvel streaming service. So what is what is the tie-in between what they're going to use? Are they even going to use that material? Like, that that's the thing, though. That's, that's still a theory. Like, would they use Luke Cage and Iron Fist within their streaming and, service? And that's why it's such an easy assumption to make, as you kind of pointed out. Because, one, we still don't have a definitive answer from Netflix executives yet as to why this, this cancellation has happened. Not to mention both from the Twitter accounts of first Iron Fist and then now Luke Cage. First one said the story, you know, never ends. In other words, it's kind of them saying like it's going to continue one way or another. And then they use Luke Cage, you know, Pop's famous phrase, you know, you know, always moving forward, always be moving forward. Yeah. So even though this kind of feels like it's a cancellation, it's not a. It doesn't feel like it's a true cancellation based on a lot of these different factors. That's why I don't feel it's, oh, these are our weakest performing things. This is why we're getting rid of it. Well, jumping jumping kind of back into the theory pool just a little bit. My, my sentiments is this. We have the makings for Heroes for Hire, even with the cancellation of these two shows. Actually, especially because of the cancellation of those two shows in particular. 
because that would free them up to just essentially co-star with each other in the same in the same series. Which will also lend credit to if they continue to do Punisher and Daredevil and then loop those two in together again. Well, they, they've already confirmed there is a Punisher season two. Yeah. Whether they're going to start uh, cameoing uh, Daredevil into that to tie it even more, who knows? But, it, the, you know, they, they are going to do that. Just like Jessica Jones uh, season, three, season three and we're currently watching... Uh, Anthony has started before us. I'm trying to watch yeah, Daredevil. Me and you are going to start it tonight. Th- tonight uh, for, for Daredevil season three and see if they cancel the series after that. <laughs> <laughs> but there is something to be said about, okay, you've canceled these two shows. I know, Anthony, you have brought up the good point where I'll, one of the most fan favorite episodes in uh, Luke Cage season two was the quote-unquote, Heroes for Hire episode. It was a Heroes for Hire episode. <laughs> so, exactly. But for that, you have to look at it. If if Netflix does maintain the rights to it and doesn't go, hey, listen, Disney, we, we have this for a few more years, but obviously we want to make sure that me and you are good. We want to make deals. We want to be able to interchange characters uh, for licensing and stuff like that. So if we want to give it back or not, uh, if they keep it, it is completely possible to do just a Heroes for Hire show, and I know Anthony, you would love for that to come back yeah. out before it gets canceled. That, that would to <laughs> <laughs> me so that would make up for the fact that two um, got canceled in the first place. And on, on top of that, whether we get Heroes for Hire with the Marvel streaming service when that eventually comes out, which a lot of people don't realize, that was announced way before DC streaming service. Just DC streaming service managed to come out first. Uh, or we get it on Netflix, like you point out. It could be that they're just trying to, you know, trim the fat a little bit to make room for other Marvel properties to get a chance. Uh, but the fact of the matter is, it would almost kind of feel nostalgic in a sense. almost kind of like history repeating itself, because that's exactly what happened with the comics. But the other way around. It was the Luke Cage, or at the time, Power Man comic, that wasn't performing as well as they uh, Marvel would like. And then Iron Fist wasn't doing as great either, so they kind of fused the two to make the Power Man and Iron Fist comics. So that would kind of be an interesting and kind of cool throwback to see that happen as far as the show is concerned. Again, whether it be on the Marvel streaming service or back on Netflix. Well, I look at it this way, too. And sorry, I I know, Mike, you're trying to jump in on this. I want to say this really quick, though. I think if Netflix maintains it and you keep uh, Hero and they actually launch a Heroes for Hire, I think that's still going to be a huge win. That's keeping the characters because people have started to lean towards liking uh, the person who's playing Danny Rand. Yeah. Okay. Because of season two. It, it, It did a lot better except for the ending. Um, everyone yeah, if, loves... we can, if we can just retcon the last hour of, uh, of both Luke Cage and uh, Iron, Iron Fist, Fist yeah, we, we would be we would be fantastic for a start of yeah, Heroes for Hire. Them together, Heroes for Hire. Yeah, there just retcon that last episode yeah. of both. Of but, both. but the thing is, though, too, in this this is a perfect point. Me and Anthony were talking about this before the cast. Who else can you picture besides the current actor for Luke Cage? I can't. My yeah, at, this time, is like, at this point, it is Luke Cage. Really it's it's very hard. The guy the, I I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but the guy who's playing Luke Cage right now is perfect. is is perfect. a perfect build. The only other person that I thought they might go after for him is it's it's not just a perfect build for the character personality everything. It's the almost acting, like the um, acting. That's why that's why like I give season one shit for its second half. For Luke Cage. So does everybody else in the world. But that that's only because of the writing and the secondary character. Diamondback of, was of just Diamondback. a poor villain. The, Luke Cage himself, through that entire thing, acting, I thought he was great. Uh, it, the personality captured perfectly. The look, 
awesome. Like, for me, in in this modern era of Marvel Comics, that actor is going to be, in my mind, synonymous with Luke Cage. It's just simple as that. Yeah, and in, in regards to Finn Jones' Iron Fist, first season, yeah, we all make the, the ramen hair joke. Because his look in the first one was not great. His His personality was not great. He was very comic book inaccurate, which is what a lot Whatever, of people... Whatever, he looked like. disheveled, okay? That's yeah. fine. And that's fair coming from, like, other parts of the world. Well, no, even in the comics, his disheveled look and his personality has been far different because he's been down in the dumps like that before. But either, either way, we got a better Danny... Um, in season two. Exactly. There, it was the redemption of, of, series. Exactly. He definitely had the look. He had the personality. He, he was at his best, though, again, as we go back to that Luke Cage, the the Heroes Friar episode. Right. And um, and the funny thing is, it was so well that even people that traditionally absolutely hate Iron Fist and Finn Jones, for that matter, even they were like, man, this was like one of the best episodes we've seen, period. Right. Well, th- this was definitely one of those marks where you look at an... You know I'm on record. I hate to compare uh, seasons for seasons compared to one thing or the other, but except for, you know, Iron Fist, season one to season two, you saw the uptick. It trended in the right direction. Night and day. The ending was a bust in in a lot of people's regard. Even whether you know the comic, don't know the comic. There were a lot of people who didn't know the comic and go, what? Yeah. <laughs> what does okay. this mean? Yeah. So for 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 Luke Cage, I don't think one they they really looked very hard for anybody else to play him. They they got Finn Jones and they just kind of ran with it. With Luke Cage, the only other person that I could have ever see playing Luke Cage is Morris Chestnut from the show Rosewood because he's he's another you know well built. Very charismatic. I, I I still look at it this way. Like I said, uh, the the dude who plays and I and I'm sorry for you know forgetting his name, um, but the dude who is currently now canceled playing. Uh, yeah, I think he would do a good job. But oh him, yeah, no, yeah. Absolutely. But I I think I think the guy who's currently playing Luke Cage until now cancellation. Uh, <laughs> fit, uh personality wise. Oh yeah, he just, fit, he fits it to a team. He fits in it so well. Um, you know, that's just Marvel casting for you too. I mean, you look at their movies and their shows, they've been absolutely on point with who they're casting for each character. I think that's a resounding theme that we've had any time we've ever talked about Marvel is Disney, Netflix, stuff like that. They really know how to cast a character. Yeah. Um, um and, and this kind of, to kind of go back on the, like, where we go from here kind of thing. If they do do Heroes for Hire, I also see them leaning into maybe even doing a Power Couple series, going with the Power Man and Jessica Jones combo. Because I, from what the synopsis of Season 3 looks like for Jessica Jones, they may be bringing him back in. Well, I mean, that it's completely possible. I think that no matter what, even if you don't see a, a uh, Heroes for Hire series within it... Uh, I think they still have enough contracting with the actors to where in other series, Luke Cage falls right into Jessica Jones. I mean, yeah. in the comic, they are romantically linked with a child. You know what I mean? Like, it just happens. I mean, they, 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 they take time to get to. Right, but they, they've, it's a perfect tie-in. They've kind of gotten there because the first season where they've basically almost instantly fell in both love and lust yeah. with one another... 
Then, you, thankfully, they kind of broke the ties with other characters. Spoilers for anybody who hasn't seen it, obviously, but you should have at this point. Shame on you if you haven't. <laughs> um, you have the whole thing where, you know, Jessica Jones, uh, she's kind of dating her, her neighbor, but that could easily go away. She, but he's going to die in probably season three. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and, then Cla- and then Luke Cage and Claire, Splitsville. Same thing with, you know, Danny Rand and uh, Colleen Wing, which is why I was hoping for the whole Misty Knight and that being comic accurate. But no, we're not going to get that because it's canceled. Uh, okay, uh, before we get into that, I just wanted to say if, and I don't know if I said this before, I think you kind of cut me. Um, if if Marvel does the streaming service and they get it, we're not going to see. I, I have, I'm fully confident in saying that we probably won't see these actors or... That type of series, if Marvel does the streaming service. If they do, it would be an amazing kind of transition over. That's a full partnership with with Netflix on that part, if if that happens. But the realistic approach is that if they put Heroes for Hire on the Marvel streaming service, they're probably going to recast, they're probably going to reposition and go in a different direction. And kind of to go based off of what you and I were talking about before the cast, which we really should have more of these conversations on the cast. What we need to do is just have a recording device and then split everything. Yes. Which will be, involve a lot more editing. I'll, editing. I'll work editing. it in and people won't know. Except yeah, for the right. fact that I just said it right here. Yeah. But we talked about the fact that, of course, because it's Disney. And I know, um, Mike, you mentioned too that they might have like a darker section. But the thing is... Well, a, a more adult-leaned section. Yeah, but we haven't seen that with Disney before. That's kind of my issue. Like, Miramax owning that is different. I mean, this is a Disney brand, Marvel brand. It's they, They're always going for family-friendly. I can't see them doing a lot of stuff that they've done with the Netflix series, if that is the case. I can't see them doing a classic hallway fight scene. The way they <laughs> no! do it, I guess. <laughs> um, more than likely, and this is, this is just kind of where my thought process goes with if, with the Disney slash Marvel streaming service, that will only consist of the, the Disney properties that are the animated Marvel shows. Uh, the Spider-Mans, the uh, And at that Avengers. point in time, then yes, they could hire those actors to voice act for them. Yeah. They could that, would, that. that would be a complete possibility. Um, actually, I think they were bringing in uh, the guy who played Luke Cage to play the adult Luke Cage outside of the Spider-Man Unlimited series. Okay. For, I think they're going to do another Marvel Avengers something initiative, blah, right. blah, blah, like Avengers 12 at this point for them. But <laughs> with, with Netflix currently right now, like I said, we're, we're, we've just opened up uh, Daredevil Season 3. So if anyone has seen it, please don't put spoilers just yet. I haven't even started. Uh, Mike, neither has he. Anthony, you're only like two episodes in currently right now. Three right? episodes and Kingpin already died. I can't believe it. No, I'm kidding. That's ah! that, that didn't actually happen. <laughs> I'd have to kill you. <laughs> but but like we're we're into that. We have Jessica Jones season three coming out at one point in time later. Did they start um, production of that? That might still get canceled. Thanos may have claimed more victims with that snap. He's still working on balancing, bro. It's <laughs> a, it's, it's being effective. I don't anymore. think that started production. That also could be in jeopardy. It could with the fact that season two kind of started to lose viewership. A lot. Yeah, like, like lot. season one was so phenomenal in its writing and acting and stuff like that. And then it, it's edginess. That and in then season, season two, two focused way too much on her best friend. Yeah. And it was kind of a discombobulated mess of storytelling and them just kind of just throwing as much as humanly possible, as quickly as humanly possible. I think it, I think Jessica Jones su- suffered from that whole thing where it was just like, 
season one was so good and it was how so do we unique. top that how do we top that and then everything just kind of felt like it was flat you, you you're dealing with and this is the thing they, they dealt so well with the trauma of what she had gone through yes. in season one that in season that's what two, i mean by edginess with, with season two just kind of leaning on like an addiction storyline primarily focused on the other characters it just didn't feel as good like when it was the addiction of the the neighbor guy in season one that worked well, that and it didn't play as heavily on. No, yeah, that was more of a subplot. But yeah. but if you notice something, let let's seriously look at season two of like everything across the board. It was very much a a sidekick centric act. You you really look at okay, um, Luke Cage was putting more stuff on. You know, was putting more stuff on uh, Daughters of the Dragon. Misty Knight and stuff like that. Um, when it came over into Iron Fist, it was the same thing. They were really pushing a lot with um, Colleen Wing and then pulling Misty into it for that for you know ending out the entire series. You look at um, Daredevil season two. It Daredevil focused a lot two, on Foggy Nelson. It <laughs> focused a lot on Foggy and Punisher. Punisher Karen, who Karen got Page. his own show. Yeah. Karen Page who. <laughs> That actress is amazing, and she stretched over into an amazing series with Punisher. That character needs to die, though. You know, <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. She, she died in the comics, and she's just kind of annoying at this point. We we don't know where she's going to get to in in anything else, but nonetheless, <laughs> like, uh, you know, you have, and then season two with Jessica Jones. You know what I mean? It focused more on her friendship and the other characters and stuff like that. So it season two. Across the board for those Marvel series, brought it was literally like these are other really important characters. By the way, they might get their own shows, which is one thing that I know we've kind of all theorized. Like, what if they're consolidating down to position to make sure that they fit certain shows in there? If you consolidate down Iron Fist and and Luke Cage into Heroes for Hire, that opens up a slot for something else. What if Daughters of the Dragon would be that position f- for going there? See, and this is this is this goes along with something else that I was thinking. And this actually started when I started watching uh, season two of Iron Fist and caught onto a very specific character very early on, just as soon as she was introduced. I'm like, oh crap, this is Bloody Mary. Are they going to typhoid win? Mary? Typhoid Mary, Bloody Mary. But yeah, Bloody Mary is the third personality they hinted at, which we're never going to see now because they canceled Iron Fist well, season two. But that's the thing. They very well, it, because, and this is the thing, I, this is where I immediately leaned when I when I saw that character introduced. I'm like, are they going to start leaning into mutants? Because now it's consolidated. Marvel now has they do the right to all the mutants again. Mm-hmm. So it could very well be that they they, like, we're ready to already give the rights to Netflix for a mutants centric TV show. It depends. It's not an inhuman centric TV show. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so many punches to the gut today. Oh. We haven't had a cast together, Anthony, in a while. I got to make sure I get. Something and you know what's hilarious too? Because remember, I'm literally eating my own words now at this point. Is because the right, fact that wasn't words. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> <coughs> oh my god because saying, of the yeah. fact remember how i said that marvel and disney like their properties are too big to fail we saw <laughs> humans get the axe 
No, we saw... Told you. Our... <laughs> well, you you oh, also... <laughs> you can cough now. Um, you also have to look at the production companies that were handling those certain things. That wasn't on really Disney's shoulders for a lot of it. The showrunners for Inhumans were from mm-hmm, Disney. Mm-hmm. You, you, first off, this is Disney, whether Netflix is doing it or not, or Fox is doing it or not, or anyone else is doing it or not. Yeah, that's well, ABC. The moment that you become a part of Disney's property, you're on Disney's shoulder. And I'm going to make sure that Disney sticks with that because <laughs> Disney is put at such a, such a high praise at everything else and doing everything like that. And the fact that they keep everything so close to their chest. I mean, they did so good with Miley Cyrus. Oh, shut your mouth. <laughs> like I said, too big to fail, right? Yeah, but, but when it came to Inhumans, um, funny enough, ABC. It was ABC, right? It was ABC or NBC? ABC. It was ABC. Do you know, ABC is owned by Disney. Yeah. So, I mean, that's strictly just Disney. That's not Netflix at all. The only thing that was Netflix-ish is the fact they got the same shitty showrunner from Iron Fist. And then they end up putting it into... That was the showrunner for Inhumans. Yeah. So that person's never working anywhere ever again. Mm, Probably not. I mean... (laughs) Well, I mean, you're probably wrong, but... (laughs) Right. At this point in time, holy crap, Mike might be passing the torch. <laughs> <laughs> Anthony, wow. we're going into 2019. Anthony's it, wrong. Anthony wrong. This is season for Anthony. There, Technically, there, we have entered year two of this podcast, and this is about the time that you're proving to be wrong. So, Mike. No, you're on my shoulders. This just reminds season three. Damn it, it's coming. <laughs> that almost reminds me of the How I Met Your Mother episode where like the, the person who misses everything. Yeah. And it got passed on from person to person. Mm-hmm. God damn it. Yep, it's gonna happen. <laughs> All three of us are gonna take a yearly turn on this. <laughs> but I wanted to go to to something back to where we're looking at, you know, all these potentials with other characters, other properties, and stuff like that. Um, I, we've said it before and kind of, it's been a theme here, like seeing, seeing the popularity of Misty Knight in Colleen Wing, I think that's definitely a possibility for a series that could work within it. Heroes for Hire, if they keep it, is a possibility that you have all these characters that are contracted to Netflix for a long period of time. A lot of them are probably still going to cross over into other things. Or even exist. like you pointed out before, you know, the whole contractual agreement, so the, each each of those shows, they had their own contracts. Yes. So even though they have the, the actual contract to Netflix itself, that would make sense as to why they would have to cancel those two shows to go ahead and create that new Heroes for Hire show. Absolutely. Because they have to drop a new contract for those actors and everybody involved. Right. Everyone has to get kind of get renegotiated for what they're going to be paid for their position in a series. My, my, only, my only qualm, if they do Daughters of the Dragon and they, they do Misty Knight and Colleen Wing, they have to start writing... Misty Knight's dialogue in a more, like, direct fashion, because she has been flip-floppy on where she's lawful neutral. (laughs) Well, I think that speaks to the fact that she's been caught between two sides of having, you know, uh, friends with benefits? Uh, (laughs) Abilities. Okay, change to that. (laughs) Friends with abilities... And then also still maintaining her code as a, an officer. Well, yeah, you know I mean? they, so. they did that, but through um, season two of Luke Cage, she just she seems very wishy washy with how she feels about things in regards to the meta population, in regards to 
Harlem itself in, in regards to the, you know, what, what should I refer to them as? That first family of Harlem situation. Mm-hmm. Um, I, know, I remember what you're talking about, but... It was just, it was, it was very, like I said, lawful neutral of her. Because she kind of goes between good and evil with a lot of her responses to things. She always maintains a lawful presence... But she's never really, she never really commits to, oh, well, these guys are doing good. I need to, you know, help them. But the thing is, you just gave them the story arc, or at least the character arc for her right there. Because just for that very thing is what she could be battling against during Daughters of the Dragon. Especially with the establishment of Luke Cage kind of being the bad guy. Well, by the end of season two, that's yeah. actually the perfect thing to go into. No, no, you start off the see. first half of the season trying to turn Luke back. Yeah, in well, a sense. And what I meant by what I meant by they need to write it better is the the problem is is that she acts wishy washy, but the writing doesn't like. There's no they don't write her inner turmoil very well. I should put. A, a, a preface it that you're saying that she she pancakes too easily. Like she goes, okay, you know what. Yeah, I'm all for vigilantes. One second, and almost immediately well, afterwards, she's off, like, that, "No, they're bad." That is that is no different than Commissioner Gordon. Yeah, uh, her <laughs> and I, I'm going to put that out there because you can draw a, a complete parallel to where it's just like we are against villains, we are against all this stuff. Vigilante is wrong, but you know what? Batman's okay. <laughs> hold on, hold on. I got a call from Batman. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like my, my bro got this. Don't worry about it. Like, yo, Bat Dog, what's going on? Like, it's it's horrible. But it's the same thing that always happens. And it's because it's that moral quandary between having the friends with abilities that are doing the right thing that you can't do as an officer, but at the same time making sure they don't break it too far and it stays in line with the code of the law. So realistically, I disagree with being too pancakey about that. I mean, in a world where these metas are really coming around... I think she's adapting to be like, if they're not with the force, but they they can work with the investigation, it might be... With the force. Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) They haven't involved Star Wars, the series yet, which they're going to be doing a Mandalorian Mm. one. But that's another podcast. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, oh, yeah. That is another podcast. My my thing is this. So one of the things that Netflix has been doing recently is they've been trying to put bids on literally trying to syndicate anything they can. Um, from pulling in the Batman Black, Bad Blood movie to... I just watched that today. Yeah. Um, to just kind of grabbing things that aren't always haven't always been necessarily in their wheelhouse, should I say. But that's kind of what Netflix does. They get their shows. They their shows go off. Whatever they they pull in. Whatever. But the thing is, is with them pulling in Warner Brothers stuff, I'm starting to wonder if that's going to lean into them trying to syndicate the Warner Brothers app, like they might do with the Disney app, where essentially the Disney app will put out whatever shows they put out, and then after I think like, it was like a year or six months, something like that, they would syndicate onto Netflix, and Netflix would just have the rights. I, I to don't them for doubt a while. that that's a possibility. Netflix is notorious for taking series from every walk of life to to kind of put that in. And the the other thing too is Netflix is in the perfect position because being that intermediary between like okay. DC is over here and they're phenomenal with cartoons. Marvel is over here and they're phenomenal with their live action movies and TV series. Uh, we're in the middle, and guess what? We get the benefit from all of it because we're, we get to pick we're, and choose. We're a bipartisan, like yeah, we're 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 over here. Like this is working. I want we got them both guys. Yeah, so they're they're just airing all properties and being like, we're all going to make money on this. So that that's phenomenal for them. 
The other thing is, why isn't it completely understandable that this is exactly what Netflix would do with cancellation? Like, go two or three seasons? You're happy with that? Cancel it. I was talking earlier with Punisher. It's hard for me to really grasp the idea of going with a Punisher Season 2 because I thought Punisher Season 1 was a complete story. Fucking phenomenal. And I think even with a slight loose ends here and there, it rounded out really well. It was a complete story. It finished what they started in Daredevil Season 2. And they kind of wrapped up a lot of it to where you felt content with what you're watching. And not just that, it was so such a good series. Again, this is coming from a person who hated, hated Punisher growing up as a kid. That I'm such a fan of, you know, this actor and this series for it. That I love season one for, for Punisher. And at the end of it, I'm all like, alright man. Don't fuck this up. Don't go to a season two. Like, <laughs> like I, I didn't want there to be, like, <laughs> yeah, I wanted there to be, I wanted it to be the ultimate warrior <laughs> of Netflix. I wanted him to come in, beat up the, the, what was going on, get a title, get its championship, and then retire. Like, no one's business. It'd be like, that, that's, that's, that he he's mystical. He's he's a legend. You know what I mean? And be done, right? Exactly. Just get a title, retire, and undisputed champ. Undisputed champ. That's just what it comes out to. So it's hard for me to think of a season two for for Punisher. Which, Why can't they just can't come in, do a season, get it done, do it really well, and get out? Which we are at least uh, we know for a fact are going to be getting a season two of Punisher because they're actually yes. near the end of production. Right. So they're already done with season three. It's out out there and not Netflix now. Uh, Jessica Jones season two. I don't know where it is. You know, like season you three. Out. Season three. Oh, season two too. <laughs> we don't know where it is. <laughs> I, I haven't seen it. <laughs> well, I did see it, but you know, it's lost in memory. Um, <laughs> and then season three. Who the heck knows where? But this comes into the ultimate question. Okay, where? What other properties? Let's just theorize. Uh, Luke Cage and Iron Fist is canceled forever. They're not doing a Heroes for Hire. You just, okay? you gotta, you gotta keep that. That's that's two series down uh-huh. out of the six Marvel series that they have all together. Because we're assuming, you know, Daredevil season three, it's done in gold. Well, I don't know if it's gold, but either way, we'll find um, out if it's gold. Tonight. Right? <laughs> um, Pretty damn good. The first three episodes. So there you go. So uh, you then you have then you have uh, Punisher season two almost wrapping up production, and we pretty much assume that there will at least be a season three Jessica Jones. So that's three series right there. You've tossed two others, um, so we're still missing a few that they could put up into their lineup. Do you have a series, a character, lesser known, mildly known, anything like that that you think would fit well? Into the Netflix family of Marvel. Do you, John? Of course I do. (laughs) (laughs) I've been harping on it for such a long time. Since season one of Daredevil. Daredevil, Which transitioned me away from watching a lot of stuff on basic cable in a sense. You know what I mean? Uh, Your Inhumans, uh, your your Gifted, your all these other shows that had the properties. Netflix has captured me with that. And when that happened, 
starting off with Daredevil, I said Moon Knight needs to happen. And I also went away from saying there needs to be a Moon Knight movie to saying that there needs to be a Moon Knight series. Netflix series. A a series. series, Because I think the writing for that would be great. Mike, you pointed out a specific fact that you were excited about Bloody Mary, you know, uh, in, in that whole concept. Well, Moon Knight has... That con- like you're not just going to go through in the Netflix series of introducing one major character. You're going to be introducing multiple characters, minimum like three. I can't even remember all of it, but I think it's like Stephen Grant, um, Marcus Spector, and fuck the cab driver whose name I can never remember. Right, there, there, there's three <laughs> major personalities, of it, and just having those different personalities is going to throw a major wonkiness into that series. You're going to have the beat-em-up brutality that you would look at with a Daredevil or in a driven nature of, like, Daredevil, and also something comparable to Punisher. You know what I mean? Then you still dabble on the possibility of schizophrenia and mysticism from, like, Iron Fist. You know what I mean? It's going to be a really good lockdown into that. All right, so here's my question to you. Because you, uh, uh, certain characters can carry a story, but they also need a good conflict. They need a good antagonist. So what are your feelings on Taskmaster being the main villain of that first season? But then like, you're going to find out at the end that he's obviously working for somebody else bigger and better. I think that would be phenomenal. Because it, to introduce a character like uh, Taskmaster into that series it's it's almost like the equivalent of having uh what's his name for the punisher series someone who is equivalent in skill and ability oh, you mean jigsaw versus, like jigsaw yeah. like having having someone that is such your rival you know what i mean who's calculative and who can go okay well i'm doing this but i can compete with you on a level just like in luke cage when they had Bushmaster. Yeah. People like Bushmaster because it was just like, oh, cool. Like, I am your counter or equal. Exactly. Having that to start out the gate for Moon Knight, I think, would go in the right direction. I appreciate you pulling that one up. That, yeah. That I, figured yeah, like yeah, that. I figured you like that. I figured you like that. Oh, and Taskmaster is so good. Too. Yeah, it would. Taskmaster is so good. But what about you, Mike? What, what so, series would you go with? I, I know we talked about this earlier, and I had damn right we did. And I had mentioned a couple things. One, the thought process of them doing maybe the New York Defenders, bringing in characters like Squirrel Girl, uh, either Miles Morales, people that would either Miles, love to Miles see Morales Spider Man, or do Ben Riley Scarlet Spider Man. I would appreciate Ben Riley more. Um, I would appreciate Ben Riley the most, but I actually was thinking about this when we were talking about show the, the Netflix series and what they've kind of done for the characters that we don't really like initially, but now we love because of what Netflix did to them. Mm-hmm. So I have to actually go out on a limb and say that I think Netflix could actually put together a series for Fantastic Four that could actually make us kind of care about them again. Ooh. Like, I have to go back and say, like, Marvel's first family has not been well represented. They, they've they kind of been shat on every single time there's been an iteration of them, whether it be live action or not. Even the Marvel animated series for Fantastic Four was kind of garbage. Um, it's really hard for me to picture anything for Fantastic Four outside of doing it as a movie 
or as a cartoon series. But it's look just at, hard look for at, me. Look at Lost in Space and look at the family dynamic. I haven't they, seen that one yet. I, I you have to go and watch the Netflix version of Lost in Space because they did such a good job of not only making the family dynamic thing really like work as a dramatic motivation, but they they did it in a way that it didn't it didn't over play the fact that you know there's all this other crazy shit going on because they're fucking lost in space okay i mean uh, so you you do the you do a lost in space-esque fantastic four and i think you could actually get it to to sell better and i think that netflix would be the only vehicle that could carry that possibly i mean it, well, and if what, they don't do that, then they have to do my Ben Riley Spider-Man <laughs> or I, Ben Riley Scarlet Spider-Man. The only reason why I say Ben Riley Spider-Man, I, I think story-wise, it would be really well because of the fact that you're kind of facing the whole clone dynamic. Um, as long as you're not going too far into tapping into actual Spider-Man verse, because that's going to be really hard to kind of get well, stuff like, from. Like they like they did with to. Venom, you can you can kind of leave. Spider-Man out of Ben Riley's story now, especially with the way that the comic books for Scarlet. Have you read Scarlet Spider? Have you read the the standalone Scarlet Spider's books? Yes, I still. It's his story alone, especially as one of the defenders of New York. I think you're just going to get a lot of. I think you're just going to get a lot of pushback from diehard Spider-Man fans who went through the arcs of seeing of going through Clone Saga. That 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 kind of go. You need Peter Parker in this to kind of figure that out. And a lot of people like who honestly don't read Venom. That's shots fired, or at least don't understand Venom well enough. Yes, he was supposed to be the dark reflection of Peter Parker, but even with the more recent comics shows, he could easily have been done, and in the movie has been done, without Peter Parker or Spider-Man. Because a lot of its abilities are its own innate abilities. It just got the idea of how to use its powers in certain ways based off being bonded to Spider-Man, which really all Spider-Man gave it was, hey, I can turn my matter into webbing, and I have a spider symbol on my chest. That's really all it got from Peter Parker. That could be done. As for Ben Riley, that's more intrinsically tied to Peter Parker. I mean, it's literally his DNA. No, I I, I still, I still, in this is where I have to kind of side with Mike on the fact that if you, if it's allowed, if if the comic community, the diehard fans, could allow uh, the 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 concept of. you know, going away from some of the core material, you could still have him a clone. You could still add in Jackal. You could still have this this kind of concept of him dealing with not being a real boy. Like, like you know, it's it's him kind of going through some of those aspects or ultimately leading into that. You know what I mean? So it, it's there. I can see possibility. But would it be accepted? I don't know. You know? In having a Spider-Man live-action TV series, that it would be kind of cool. I mean, you're dealing with Scarlet Spider, which is one of my favorites, but still, like, nonetheless, like, having a live-action Spider-Man show would be pretty cool. It would. I guess it was just a matter of, like you said, how they would go about doing it and just how well it would be received. Well, and here's the thing. You have to remember that at the very beginning in, in uh, Daredevil... And Jessica Jones, there is tie-in to the Marvel Cinematic Universe allowed within Netflix's series. Yeah. So they could easily tie Ben Riley in to Homecoming 2. And 
do something along the lines of tying him oh, into the Spider Verse, but this is a, it's freeing him it, from Spider Man. It Spider-Man. makes it so much harder when you're casting someone who's younger as well. Like, well, because Ben Riley is that reflection of Peter Parker in age and size and everything like that. That's exactly it, my point. It, it, Netflix is a little bit more, like you said, adult oriented in aspects. Well, so <laughs> having 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 a kid Ben Riley, <laughs> having a kid Ben Riley you can, you in a show that is more geared towards the dark verse of Netflix. I, I, I have to say this: like, they, they, they could easily go the Kane route though, and just go with the the like accelerated aging of the clone, so that Ben Riley is a bit older than. Um, the kid who plays Spider-Man in the Spider-Man movies. See, the thing is, is the argument isn't, can it be done? One way or another, they're going to find a way to do it. That's not the problem. Is it's is it going to work? Is it going to... Is it going to... Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a matter of if it can be done. Any of that can be done. That's that's not so much it. Um, I, I think that there's enough, you know, hijinks in the comic book community that that kind of thing would be acceptable. Yeah, we we deal with we deal with stranger stories than that a lot. Well, moving aside from that though, how about you, Anthony? What what would you see aside from Heroes for Hire, or you know another series of Luke Cage? And oh, shut and, up! Uh, what shut would up. you do outside of the things that are being canceled? I would do Inhumans. Oh wait, shit! <laughs> <laughs> Everything I love. Um, actually, I would have to say Shang Chi. I know that's kind of. Uh, the only, my only problem with that, my own recommendation, is the fact is it, it kind of already has elements to both Luke Cage and more, more, especially more, even more so Iron Fist. Well, it's it's your it's a more hardcore Bruce Lee martial arts, and it's still with mysticism. So it, it's just a replacement for Iron. And Fist. it gives people a lot of people exactly what they wanted out of Iron Fist. A lot of people there was a lot of controversy in the choice of keeping Danny Rand White in Iron Fist. They say that you know we should have more representation within a lot of our characters and who we choose. Shang Chi would be the answer to that. You'd have an Asian character that's you know representing Marvel. And the my only issue though is then some of the aspects of it being a little bit problematic. Like his father's name is Fu Manchu. He's, he has an evil assassin yeah. father. They would need to change his name for starters. Yes. <laughs> But his, his storyline would be pretty interesting to see. You have to you have to remember, Shang Chi was created during a very racially insensitive time. Exactly. Oh, absolutely. But, the, but the character is still very interesting, and he doesn't get as much love as he really can. He's only had a few moments to really shine. But the fact, especially that, for being someone who's such a badass. Exactly. I mean, he was pretty much if Liu Kang and Bruce Lee like fused, yeah. that is Shang Chi. So wasn't he already in Inhumans though? When? When? Oh, he's talking about Karnak. It was a joke. Uh, no, no, he, he he would beat the fuck out of Karnak. Oh, yeah. So like, exploit this bitch. Oh. Yeah, but that was <laughs> his like flying dragon kick. Oh my god. Yeah. No. Again, Shang Chi would be a so, badass. I mean, a lot. But the problem is though, it's one of those things though. They would have to not do the choreography of Iron Fist because Iron Fist, for whatever reason, through it being a master of kung fu, seemed to always struggle against people who were. Taekwondo yellow belts. Yeah, so that, that's, that is only another drawback to Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi didn't have a lot of great villains himself. He was mostly thrown into groups of things. So then I guess instead of it being just a singular Shang-Chi series... at one point series, they give him Shang Tsung as a, as a enemy? The equivalent, yes. But I mean, that's why I think it would probably work more to a group-based series, like in a certain kind of Avengers, like you mentioned, Mike. 
he'll probably work best in a solo series. But I still want to see Shang-Chi, even on Solo, his story of who he is and how he came to be is still interesting. With his father being like, I'm going to erase the perfect assassin who loathes literally every single form of martial arts. And he's going to go and this is my legacy. This is my prophecy. So you kind of almost get the little kind of runaway style story as well. So you want Mortal Kombat, the TV series back? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Just that fan-made one that was on YouTube for a little while. And then that there could also be your tie-in to Iron Fist as well, because again, you can go ahead and have the... Well, um, they encountered each other. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That would be the perfect way of bringing him into something as well, because then you can have the, the Heavenly Tournament which is one of the better arcs, which pretty much was the equivalent of Mortal Kombat. Yeah. And that would, in itself, be something amazing to see on screen. Live see, action. The, I'm, I, I'm, I think one of the major reasons why I think Moon Knight is the most viable, aside from the fact that there have been people from Punisher and from Daredevil who said we would want to film that type of show yeah. and that character. Uh, not just that, when you look at Moon Knight himself in the core of the comic, like his his... Aside from being his own solo series, you see him team up with or encounter a lot of Spider-Man, Punisher, Daredevil type stuff. Like, to me, that is a very fluid way and uh, organic way to get that character in there because he's already had so many ties to these characters. I mean, I'm not trying to go Defenders 2 in a sense, but you could easily put a lot of these characters together again. Yeah. You know, a lot more crossovers, a lot more possibilities, and... I mean, who knows with, you know, Purus Ryer. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. I still, I think, still think we're going to get it, whether, again, it's just a matter of what we're going to see on Netflix or we're going to see on the streaming service. Right. Uh, I'm just hoping we get it, honestly, back on Netflix because then we know it's not going to be diluted in any way, shape, or form. That, and of course, will we'll maintain the same actors as long as they're coming back. And their contracts aren't broken. Yeah, and it's, again, it's as far as social media is concerned, you know, both uh, the accounts said, you know, this is not the end. So they have no reason to really say that unless they know something that we don't. Also, mm. I, have, I have to say this. If they ever, if they were ever to do a, like, Moon Knight or even the, the Scarlet Spider-Man thing, I just want them to do, like, a grappling hook or web-swinging uh, first-person perspective, kind of like Hardcore Henry, for just, like, five seconds. Just five seconds of that, like, first-person perspective web-swing. And then every awesome. single review we see come out of Rotten Tomatoes talks about how that is the absolute worst gimmick they decided to go with. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, we're already going to have a lot of hokiness if, if Moon Knight comes out. Come the on, hokiness, motion sickness the movie. The, I'm just saying that we're already going to have a lot of hokiness from Moon Knight because of the fact that his moon boomerangs are moon meringues. <laughs> okay. He's going to be a cheesy fuck. Yeah, it, like, it, it's already going to be one of those things where when someone encounters him and says, it's night, why would you wear white? And he specifically goes, because I want them to see me. Like People aren't going to grasp the depth of how scary that should sound. And instead, it's just like... I'm a bright light. Like, <laughs> like, I'm ready to fight crime. All I know is they're going to turn Moon Knight into the moth meme. Like, <laughs> that's what it's going to come down to. Like, that I'm anticipating that, and if it's not out there yet, I'm I'm labeling it now. It's mine. <laughs> now, if they were to do Moon Knight. And I have to say this. Are we all on the same page that Moon Knight's going to happen? Moon Knight needs to happen. Thank you. Jake told me so. Oh, I am just, I'm loving it. I'm loving it until it gets canceled. Uh, <laughs> you know, they're going to they're gonna announce it. They're like, 
we're going to start production, and then like immediately after go, it's canceled. Yeah. And it's gone. Yeah. <laughs> and it's gone. I would hate I would hate it worse than you, because at least you got like two seasons. Yes. Me and be like, we're gonna cancel production before it's done. No, I'm gonna just I'm gonna lean over uh, your shoulder and just like mm, it feels so good. Yeah. <laughs> it? But, but but to my to my question that I was getting ready to ask, if they were to do the series, which would you prefer? The traditional ghost of Kanshu look or the new white tux? Pull over. Uh, it would. Mask. I would have to say it's got to be the new look. It, it only because I know what you I want. Wa- I know what you want. I don't know what, you, what do I want. You want the original outfit, as I, goofy I would, as fuck as, the, as that is, because it, it goes in line with this character. It does. I want both. <laughs> oh, yeah. I want. He's that shit fucking nuts. That's true. He could easily. Go, he could him, go to both. He could. I want him to be strolling around in the very beginning. In his classic Khonshu, like, almost looks like a, 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 a freaking white potato sack kind of look with the thing. And they're like, what the heck? Like, you're a weirdo. Who, who goes swinging around neighborhoods in a cape? You know, <laughs> and then, I just, shut up. We're not making fun of DC just yet. And then, and then for whatever reason, he goes through and because he has to also act as, uh, this like high class person that at that point in time, he puts on a tuxedo and a white mask and he kicks the crap out of people again. Like to me, being able to bridge the costumes that have gone across for Moon Knight, I think would make it even better. And it, for something that is going to be honestly so serious, having that kind of goofiness into it because he's crazy. And it, it's it for the people who love Deadpool, they're going to be like, this guy's fucking nuts. I'm going to watch it. Yeah, exactly. Well, okay. So here's what I was getting ready to say though. So do you guys remember uh, an old movie called the Phantom? Of course. Mm-hmm. I just want the return of a superhero who shows up in a fucking New York <gasps> cab again. <laughs> Billy, Billy Zane needs to be Moon Knight. <laughs> he needs to be Moon Knight. He's, he still looks he still looks fairly young for his age. Uh-huh. He's still, I'm pretty sure he can still do a lot of those stunts and pull that off. I, I, I say Billy Zane should be Moon Knight. Wow. That is my fan cast. Okay. I think he's a little old to be doing no, the, no. the like Daredevil type martial arts. Says you. No, challenge him to a fight while you're at it. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I don't know. I, I guess I like Billy Zane. I don't want to cripple him. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't know who. I, I don't know if I have ever actually sat down and thought like who I would cast as you know Mark Spector. I, I, I don't know who. I've sat down with Mike years, and we'd always sit down as a group and be like, who would play this? And back in the day, we were like, who would play Apocalypse? And we said Sean Connery. <laughs> Just imagine Honestly, him going on. My name's Apocalypse. Welcome to the evolutionary rock. Like, <laughs> like okay. could you could you picture? Yeah. That? <laughs> if he were if he were ten years younger and had like fifteen years to train, I would fucking cast Doogie Motherfucking Hauser. <laughs> nope. Neil Patrick, Neil Patrick Harris. Neil Patrick Harris. Neil Patrick Harris. I, I say. I think look wise, he would be the perfect Mark. Spencer. I say, but if you won't give me Billy Zane, then give me Michael Jai White, just because he needs to be in something Marvel, <laughs> because he's phenomenal and he needs to be in better properties. They 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 have the fluidity to kind of like cast a, a lot of different people. Uh, they could change up something about him. It doesn't have to be a white guy. It doesn't have to be a black guy. It doesn't have to be someone. It, it just it, 
it could be some. It needs to be an Egyptian guy. No. <laughs> just, I mean, just so the fucking psychosis is even stranger. Well, the, the beautiful part is the fact that he was, you know, Mark Spector was over in that area, uh, kind of doing missions before that hit, and being an outsider who doesn't believe in any of it makes more sense. That's the only reason why I'm like, don't use, you know, someone who's Egyptian because they they would be closely. Possibly tied to their ancestry. Exactly. You know, well, he this could be like an, an Egyptian. He could be like an Egyptian American, somebody who's grown up in the United States and then finally goes to who's visit. displaced from yeah. it. Yeah. Like, uh, I can, I can kind of lean with that. I can rock. With and it. then they would have to cast the guy from the Mummy, the 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 old Mummy, the um, the guy who he's was, not fit to do it either. No, he's not. He's too old. But so I, are you going to talk shit about Billy Zane? But then you're not. You're going to go ahead and say that guy. I think that guy's ten years younger than Billy Zane still. If we're going off of this, then I want another Ultimate Warrior, and we're going to do that. Right? <laughs> I want him to be the next champion and run in, do one season, and get out. Which I don't think, writing-wise, you could put everything that is for Moon Knight in one season. I don't no, know. I don't think so. That's exactly why I said you, you have uh, Taskmaster as the main villain. But we all know Taskmaster is never the boss. He's never the final boss. He's right. like the sub-boss. Mm-hmm. There's somebody who hired him. What if... To piggyback off of Marvel's, you know, first and foremost family, instead of doing a Fantastic Four show, what if we got Doom? As a show? Yeah. Uh, let's He's stick with had a lot of... <coughs> no, 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 I want Moon Knight too, but like, just... You just want everything you love. <laughs> and you know what? Yes. I, you know what? You know what? I it want you to have it, because then I want to watch what happens when it all turns to ash for you. No, no, I want them, like I said, with with Punisher, I want them to do one season and then cancel it. Like, I want to be, I want to be left on the good side of it. I want it to end on, 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 on a high note. To, I want it to end on a high note instead of going into Shitsville. Like, I want that. I'm a strong believer that the people who did um, Breaking Bad, they realized that it, the curvature of how that audience and that story was going, that they needed to end it before it got real, like, turned out really bad. A lot before of it became supernatural, like 16 seasons and should have ended a long time ago. First off, supernatural is still amazing. You can go away. No. You know they no, killed off not. your favorite character, right? Many times over. Well, I was, they killed off, um. You idiot. No. No. Uh, <laughs> Uh, they killed off the He's demon like, Crowley. They killed, but they killed Crowley like ten times. No, no, for realsies this time. Yeah, right? for real. The guy was leaving the show. All right, that show needs to end. See, <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Crowley should have been like the last death. <laughs> yeah, I haven't watched Supernatural in a while, and I know that it's on like season twenty. That's what I'm saying. Season seventeen. I was close. <laughs> they even jumped a shark. Well, they had no, a Scooby Doo. Yeah, yeah, they literally like they uh, they had a Scooby Doo episode. Yeah, I yeah. believe it. It was it was it was funny to watch, but still, just like no, why it's, that show is going to last as long as uh, the two actors who play um, Sam and Dean, Sam yeah, and Dean, uh, want it to last. That's how long it'll last. This is true. As long as Jared Padalecki does not want to go home to his wife, probably that show will have. What is what what is the name of the actor who plays um, Dean? Dean. Um, I don't that's Jensen Ackles. Jensen Ackles. There we go. Okay, because he is the one. I know he's done a voice from. 
He he needs to be Nightwing or or Jason Todd or yeah Jason Todd. He's He's done the voice for him. Yeah, he's done the voice for him. But but he needs to be Jason Todd. Absolutely. Um, But you know what? I can tell you one thing: Supernatural is for certain going to last longer than this cast is. Because think it's about no, it already has <laughs> exactly. It's lasted way longer. than We've already time. jumped the shark because we started talking <laughs> about supernatural. I know. Actually, at this point in time, I think this podcast episodes needs to cancel. Just yeah. like <laughs> so, if you enjoyed what you were listening to, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for more episodes. And if you're listening to this podcast, one or many different providers, whether it be Podbean, Google Play, Stitcher, iTunes, or even Spotify, be sure to check out our YouTube channels. We have a lot of great content on there as well. Make sure you follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and any of the other social media listed down in the description below. Is your will broken like Anthony's about Luke Cage and Iron Fist? Well, head on over to our Discord channel so you can make fun of Anthony for it, and you can tell us what shows you would like to see on Netflix. And be sure to follow us over on Twitch for random live streams throughout the week while I try to play Pathfinder Kingmaker. As always, none of us are a kingpin yet, so we need you to come on over to our Patreon and become supporters today.